Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. Well, that was pleasant. This is Slasher Tracks, our excuse to watch late sequels of slasher movies and go on weird sidetracks about them. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron. I'm Sloan. I am once again your stepmother. And we're back. Episode 25. If you're still here, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Feel free to send whatever weird shit email to uh, SlasherTracks at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at SlasherTracks and yeah. on Twitter at SlasherTracks. A lot of good stuff there. Basically, if you send us any weird thing... I will read it. I will respond to you. It'll probably make a big deal. I maybe even respond to a dick pic. I'm just saying. You can get crude. <laughs> I Don't do that, obviously. Dude, somebody's going to send a dick pic. Uh... Huh. I dare you. I fucking dare you. So, <laughs> either way, <laughs> we're back um, with the Friday the 13th series, and we are now arriving at the 8th movie. Uh, Yay! Jason Takes Manhattan. Does he? 1989. And oh, yes. each time that we watch one of these, I'm always like, I'm excited for the next one, because it's going to be weird and different. And we and finally got not. to this one. Guys, and you fuck know this what, movie. Yeah, you know what? You know what Jason takes? Jason takes a boat. A boat. Jason a boat. takes a fucking he cruise ship. He takes a boat. Ship. Jason takes a boat. It's that not is. even a cruise ship. It is Jason like boat. A, a boat. It, because like a cruise ship would have more fun shit in it. There's already some fun yeah, shit. There's in it. some fun shit in it. The exterior looks pretty rough. The inside's got some stuff. Um, and and okay, how quickly did you notice that the whole thing's a giant plot hole? Because like. I saw the boat and I was like, "How did that get on Crystal Lake?" And then, yeah, th- th- no, there's Jason's no way. Just it, on it, the anchor like on this other barnacle. boat. So we start. We start. The movie opens. The boat. Well, actually, the movie. Well, okay, backing up, backing up. The movie doesn't up. start. It the just movie is a starts. Big ending. The movie does start in New York City, and it sets us up. We're excited because they're doing this noir thing. There's a noir monologue, and it's dirty, gritty, 1980s New York City. There's wet rats in barrels. There are people doing heroin. Dude, such a long shot of people doing heroin. So much Mm -hmm. graffiti. I love the wet rats. It looks like we're setting us up for an awesome, gritty New York City time. I think there's going to be skateboards. I'm thinking there's going to be... There's gonna be tagging. There's boom gonna be boxes. Boom boxes. Oh, break yes. dancing. Well, there is heroin, I thought but that's questionable. About it. I thought they were gonna be questionable urbanites. I thought they were gonna use questionable Ooh. like urban. You know, you know what I mean. They're gonna do some questionable things just with like Ooh, we're in gonna an have urban really bad setting. racial yeah. caricatures. And yeah, maybe yeah. some oh, culturally yes. confused it. white boys. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. and, we, and so once it kind of titillates you, um, if you're familiar with this movie. You know, it fucking doesn't do this for at least an hour. It does continue to titillate, because then it takes us to a boat. And the boat is a-rockin'. Oh, yeah. We get tits and butt We got some teen sex on a boat. Arguably, the dude is hotter than the girl, though. Yeah. 
so I don't I think down. that's arguable. No, okay, yeah, fact. Also, um, yeah, the first thing I wrote I... down was sick boat. Mm-hmm. Sick boat, because you're thinking, oh, it's like a little fun th- boat thing before we go to New York. Yeah, and also I thought that 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 was somebody's boat because I didn't understand. I didn't understand where the boat was. I thought it was supposed to be on Camp Crystal Lake. So I was like, okay. The but first then I boat is. About the boat I think the there. first I boat is. Think... There's two different boats. I... Wait, wait, what? It's two. Is boats. the first boat a different boat? I different think boat. Right. We're just establishing oh, yeah. no, that, that, that Jason yeah, that likes totally to kill on boats. Yeah. Okay. The but but, then, but yeah, I was so confused because then. Oh, it doesn't make sense. It, can't it make, doesn't it can't make work. sense. So we are on Camp Crystal Lake at first. We got Jimmy and perm tits. She has a perm and her tits are up. That's all I know about her. And I don't, I gotta say, not not Come cool. So he he teaches her, he tells her about Jason. He tells her the tale and she's like, Jimmy, stop it. And then he does like mm-hmm. a murder prank where he's like, I'm Jason, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And then she still has sex with him like yeah. right away. Chicks love that shit. I didn't like that. I don't like murder pranks and then, like, mm. fuck me, babe. Like, well, I don't like that Well, how else is Jason going to get his mask back? Yeah. But also, how did he obtain that fucking Are mask in the first Jimmy place? Are you saying that Jimmy has the mask? Jimmy had, had a mask that had the, like, the slash the triangles on top of it. And, the, yeah, and say, yeah, he had the little... It either it was a very dedicated replica. Are you sure replica. Jason didn't have his mask on when we see him underwater being electrocuted no. alive? Didn't have it. He I'm going to say, it seems like this kid maybe grew up on Camp Crystal Lake, so maybe Jason, it fell off of his face when he was in the lake, and Jimmy found it as a kid, and he kept it. Maybe. We're going to go with that. This is neither here nor there. Giving this. Anyway, uh, Jason comes out of the water. He's really gooey. He stays mm. gooey forever. And he, Dude, uh, him being gooey fucking ripped. Harpoon. Mm-hmm. So stupid. No, oh, it's then, stupid, but that's why I like it. So, and then we go to a different boat at a undisclosed location and jason it's on the ocean though on the anchor of it uh, crystal we, lake ocean we don't so there's no explanation of how jason got from the lake to the ocean except he likes being on people's anchors and he likes getting on boats well and i'd like to introduce something it. here this one we're now pretty much accepting that jason can teleport because he's I guess. he does some impossible no, maneuvers yeah, throughout this yeah like uh it's more mi- mystical yeah, like he climbs up to the to the I want to say poop deck, but that's not on the top of a boat. You climb up the pirate rope and you go to the little thing, the crow's nest. There it is. Yeah, he like teleports fifty feet mm-hmm. up that to do a kill. He he hops around during that disco that. scene. Okay, um, you're jumping ahead. Quick, so buddy. I mean, this movie's fucking stupid. We don't need to say it. Well, we in need order. A, a little, a little. So one thing that I wanted to bring up is apparently there were two different ideas cooking for this. I figured you were going to talk about like the women again in the movie. Uh-uh-uh. Um, well, there hey, was... the, the rocker chick died way too early. The I only agree. one with personality and died immediately. I was so bit disappointed. such thick mm-hmm. bangs. Do we want to... Okay, we'll get to her. We'll get to her. And actually, I've got a little more about her um, down the rest of the episode. Um, I guess there were two competing plots. Um, one about a boat like a uh-huh. full boat movie and one full manhattan but manhattan was too expensive uh, so they just kind of fucking slapped them together and the Don't... manhattan part has some actual manhattan but some of it is filmed in vancouver mm. so it was oh, it was definitely nerdwar <laughs> okay um it was a budget no, thing he's toronto never mind sorry i'm a big liar that's like 
fine, but don't call it Jason Takes Manhattan. I agree. I when agree. When Jason mostly takes boat and stops in Manhattan for a snack. Like, from, don't do that. From what I saw, one of the biggest complaints people have is it just doesn't deliver on that premise. And that's... Yeah, like, if you told me, Jason, if the title was Jason Takes Boat, okay, I know I'm in for a boat flick. I'm going to get my captain's name, hat. A oh. boat flick with, like, a bonus New York section at the end? That'd yeah, be that'd sweet. Be, that'd be a tasty treat. It'd mm-hmm. be dessert. Jason's Big Sea Adventure? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Jason. Uh, could, Boogieing on down the ship. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm no, I don't make the movies. Yeah. So, it, this is trying to go in a lot of different directions, and it's They're all usually bad. unsuccessful. Um, let's... Let's talk about the movie. Do you want to bring up any of the characters? We've yeah. got... We got Rennie. So, first of all, everybody has a perm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 1989. Really cool. It's really cool. We got our main mm. girl, Rennie. So, she I sucks. think... I think the two teacher. There's So, there's two teachers. There's a boat. It's senior year. And the seniors are going to celebrate graduation on a boat, I think? Yeah. Like yep. it's, their it's like their grad senior. Party it's, thing. Yeah, it's their grad party senior trip, the big trip. We got Rennie. She has a perm. Her parents aren't don't exist, and it seems that these two teachers, there's lady teacher and man teacher, they don't like each other, and I don't think they're married, but I think they're both her legal guardians. Uh, man teacher is her uncle. Oh, yeah. it's her yeah. uncle. I don't yeah. know about the other one. It seemed like lady teacher was like her guardian. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if we need to think that hard about it. They anyway, didn't. she has a boyfriend named Sean. <laughs> they truly didn't. Sean, uh, her boyfriend Sean, his dad is the captain of the boat. And his dad is very disappointed in him because he's not doesn't know how to captain mm. a boat. And he wants his son to follow in his footsteps. He doesn't know his port from his starboard. And he his doesn't. dad is like a captain admiral or something. And uh, Sean's a real disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more characters, but we can, we don't have to get into all of them now. We've got, we've got, uh, Bitchy Blonde. Her name's Tamara. Uh, yeah. Tamara. Um, I was too infatuated by her, and I shouldn't have been. You liked her so much. It was like, she, she I, oh, and she, and she strips down. She strips yeah. down for uncle. She was I'll, no Melissa. I'll admit that. She was no Melissa. That scene, uh. We'll get to it. Hmm. I liked uh, it more than a, I should have. So, I don't know if you... I looked into this. So, Tamara, she's like our mean girl person, right? And she has a best friend that tags along and just kind of goes along with whatever Tamara says. Her name is... Did you see what her name is in the movie, Cody? Speaking of clunky racial no. stereotypes. Uh, so, oh, yeah. And she's Asian. Asian American. Her name is Eva Wantanabe. And she says shit like, oh, I just have to keep my scholarship. My math test. I gotta, like, I, yeah, I gotta get my scholarship for, ugh. So we, we didn't a, have questionable urban, we had questionable Asian stereotypes. We had a camera nerd named Wayne, he's in love with Tamara. He was fun. We got a guy that's really good at boxing, his name's Julius. Oh, and probably the best character. Yeah. I think he's so fun. Too. He's a good time. Also, the second best character is the dog Toby. We love Toby. You are no, always on the, dogs. the dog duty. I forgot Toby's there was a great. fucking Toby's dog. Toby's a good boy. I don't no, remember. I, I wish. I don't him. Actually, you know what? There's Kane Hodder was supposed to kick a, the dog when he no got shit. out of the boat, and they cut it. 
because he's like, that's taking it too far. Man. Maybe that's why when, okay, so I wasn't going to bring this up till later, but when Jason does finally go to Manhattan, he so aggressively pushes a girl down on the subway. So maybe that was a trade-off. Like, I can't kick the dog, so I'm going to push gonna a woman down the to the ground. <laughs> I'm going to shove the shit out of an innocent woman. Maybe that's... I love that. Yeah, maybe. Um, so Jason goes on the anchor, I fucking guess. He teleported to the anchor. Oh, and Sean gets Rennie this shitty present. He gets her this necklace that's the Statue of Liberty. And it's mm. ugly as hell, and she has to pretend cool. that she likes it. And it's so annoying. And she just got a gift from teachers that was Stephen King's pen, which is yeah. kind of cool. Which is that's way a, better yeah. than way a cool. shitty fucking necklace. And now it's she's got ugly. a, a like tourist it, necklace. Uh, and it's not even from New York City. No, this they haven't even got chud. there yet. This yeah. guy sucks. I'm glad his dad is disappointed in him. And then we have, I didn't get her name, but Rocker Girl. So she's hanging out with uh, Wayne, the oh, she's camera JJ. guy. She's JJ. JJ, yeah. And so, like, it, you like get that the that's idea. the character you remember the name of. <laughs> she's so cool. She has super thick bangs. And, like, JJ, or, and Wayne, he's, like, going around the ship, like, uh, recording her playing on the guitar, on that electric you, guitar. And you know what? That, out of all the movies that we've watched so far with people playing instruments, and them looking really not convincing. This was mm-hmm. the most convincing one. Good oh, point. Yeah? Good point. I didn't notice. I, I, I don't have that eye. What I what I like about JJ is in the Friday Thirteenth movies, girls exist for one for two purposes: to bang Jones. and die. And she wasn't a love interest. Her love was her guitar, well, I think dude. Also, yeah. this is like kind of why, if you guys remember Vi, Violet from no. uh, the, Help me out. the the one I don't remember which one. But it's when we got older Tommy and he's at the mental institution camp and there's the punky girl that likes no six. She likes she like listens you get the idea that she listens to David Bowie but they couldn't afford David Bowie. And they played some weird And she was like that. She was just she wasn't it she wasn't like the sexual object. She was just Mm. kind of her own person and fun and had an attitude. And I think she like JJ is that kind of female character. Mm -hmm. It helps. That's like not there for you to ogle at. She's just there to be freaking cool and murdered, but mostly mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, she's literally just ripping guitar solos in the belly of this ship. Like, because the acoustics are rocking, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was great. I, I totally agree, Cody. We it was a shame that she was pretty much the first of the, of the main cast to die. And I think the, the only like other than uh, our boxy boy, like the only other interesting person everybody else was just like a very generic yeah like teen they're all one, teens yeah, like, like cool oh, teens the bitchy one the the one that's worried that they're gonna get in trouble like it's just stupid boring generic traits there was there's like the jackass oh. teacher like that we're supposed to mm-hmm. hate he's pretty insufferable and they had a face mm-hmm. like a baseball mitt um oh yeah he was, he was uncle, renny's uncle yeah um speaking of just some stuff. Uh, a quote I have is from Tamara, the bad girl. So, like, we're showing the dynamic that Tamara's bad and her best friend wants to be good. And she says, nighttime is the right time. And she does a line coke. of cocaine. <laughs> so that was pretty Hell cool. Yeah. They're partying on the boat. And then do we want to get to Aaron's favorite scene where she blackmails the teacher for I don't know why? Do we know? Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I wrote for the biology. Cocaine because she was going to like. Uh... Oh, it was the cocaine. Oh, I was yeah. falling asleep, Got by the caught. way. 
I thought that this was an unrealized plot, like she was going to get blackmail for something else. But no, of course, it was for, uh, for the drugs. Yeah. But he didn't see her drugs. He just, like, accused mm, he them. He accused them of no, doing no, stuff. No, no, he, like, he, they were, he was, he, she kissed him, and she jumped on him and kissed him, and then fell back on the bed and pulled him on top of her, and then Nerd Boy recorded it. No, so it looked like he was on top things, of her kissing. These were, I know that, but I'm saying, I don't think he actually caught them doing the cocaine. Yeah, she, he did. He walked he, in. And he said, "Are you doing drugs?" Yeah, I didn't think he yeah. actually saw it. I think he just had a suspicion because they were like, you know, sitting by themselves, probably doing drugs. I didn't think he had any hard evidence. He didn't see it. The coke was in their noses. I, I, again, again, I think you're thinking a little too hard. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, blackmail scene, very sexy. Um, Describe her. Um, blonde. Um, no, in the scene. The specific scene, Aaron. What was different about it? Do you I, remember? I don't even? know why that it it, it it aroused something in me. But so something she's about nude this. and she has like these these like really bad like ana- anatomy drawings on her, like showing how the body works. So she's like, "Can you teach me how my body works, Uncle Teacher?" <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, Tamara. Mm, like, I don't think I've got, like, But she a has, like, these really bad drawings kind of thing, on her but... body to, like, I'm a diagram <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, Which I think is what you really responded to. That was, prob- it the was probably the diagram yeah. that did it for me. That's that's what set it off from these other ones. Um, so that happens. And he goes with it for a little bit, but then... Well, who wouldn't? She's but... covered in diagrams. Yeah. Um, and honestly, then she just fucking dies, like, immediately afterwards. Her death yeah. is pretty titillating, too, though. Mm, yeah. She puts it's a, a new robe. Death. It's a she, new death. She puts a robe on, and Jason tears it off, and then stabs the bitch. Doesn't he, like, throw her nude body across? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, kind of throws her and, across. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk the other kills. I, I, I don't want to be too Ooh. weird about this pervy scene. Uh... Um, the, so uh, there oh, were sorry. two that I had definitely noted that I thought were very good. Yeah, the as... first one is the slowpoke. I... The beginning, when uh, after after she kills the boyfriend, then like the I girlfriend goes and hides written down too. Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> it was so good. He just like holds it above her and she's screaming, and then he just like, you know, I'm coming not to not. Ya. There's no way that there was any stabbing. It was like pushed into her. That's Ew. the thing. It was it was poked. Um, mm. The other one was uh, the boxing. Yeah, the boxing dude, punch. As much as this is a shitty movie, that was a really cool part. I thought. Uh, cool. Like hilarious. These, it, like ridiculous and fun. Okay, gotta explain like, what happens. Um, yeah, do you guys I mind if I quote? Thought... Oh, go ahead. So our boxer guy, he's fighting for a long time. Jason, he's do they're doing moves like he's obviously doing like boxing moves of like trying to wear out Jason, but Jason's not wearing out. And but then he ends up getting himself tired. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're getting nervous. And then he says to Jason, "Take your best shot, motherfucker." And then Jason does. And he punches his head off. I I kept thinking they were going to push him off the how he went by when he was punching him and taking him all that way across like an entire New York building. I kept thinking that he was going to push him like into, or he was going to try to punch him into like one of the big, um, like skylight things. Cause they, mm-hmm. they walk by like two of them, mm. which also says something of how long he was punching him. 
they walk yeah. like he, he goes by like tons of things that could be potentially used for a kill walks Just into the tease. end of the building and that's when the big punch comes boom he he punches his head clean off it flies off the roof lands in a dumpster and the dumpster closes on it it was just real the dumpster close was an extra little Mm. cherry on top delicious do you think that he was actually just punching kane hotter yes it it is that 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 is a thing uh my sidetrack's going to be on kane hotter so um i'll talk about some other interesting feats that he's uh he's um managed to do nice nice because yes a lot of a lot of the violence in these looks obviously fake and but the, it looked like he was just punching them and it made me think that our julius guy was actually picked because he is somehow at least a little bit trained in boxing unless he was just really good at faking it he seemed like he was doing like dips and stuff like real ones i know yeah, nothing yeah. about sport but it seemed real um some quotes that i liked the captain that's really so the captain he's so disappointed in sean and he's connecting with his first mate turns out his first mate you know has had a just had a, uh, a son he's like oh how old is he 19 months ah 19 oh, yeah. months tremendous age what <laughs> 19 months what are you tremendous talking about age. and greg right after that is a kill that i think you enjoyed aaron um the kill of the captain yeah i just remember i thought you liked it you're like that was good that was a good throat slice um okay so the captain's assistant like the first mate or whatever he gets there's this really cool artistically shot part where it's outside of the boat through the window these really nice colorful lighting on the and there's rain and jason just comes up behind him real slow and just shoves something into him is it like is it the harpoon gun no idea it's some long stick type thing and just fucking pokes at him and it it was one of the highlights of this and then the captain himself gets his throat slit and uh, we have a little slow-mo on that it's another dumb kill uh jason throws a person on an electrical component and it doesn't mm. look like it would do anything, but of course it fucking Ooh. explodes and catches on fire. That was another Pretty one cool. of my favorite ones. Yeah, the, it was the nerd. They throw the nerd on yeah. there. Oh, that's who it was? And yeah. Just toss him on just, there. The second he falls on the control panel, it just bursts into flames. It's like a stupid video game. Like, you, oh, throw him into the electronics. Boom! A really nice thing after that, though, is Jason does trigger the fire alarm. So it's nice of mm-hmm. him to help everybody like that and let him know what's going on. Not all yeah. of Jason's kills are, are bad. He, uh... Um, skipping forward a little bit, he stops a rape from happening. Oh, I, oh, let's, do we want to, can we just, do you want to describe, I feel like if you're going to bring it up, we got to describe the whole thing. Sure. Getting to Manhattan. That's like when we get to Manhattan. Um, I mean. Getting to Manhattan's not even fun. Yeah. Just on a lifeboat. I'm not even worried about the sequence of this plot because it was so dumb. Okay, just, just the scene was dark as hell. Yeah, like, so before. It was dark. Like, we we have yes, the extended a... heroin scene in the beginning, and now we do it even harder. Yeah, so we, we, have, we land Leaf. in Manhattan. Jason's there. We don't know how, but he's wet, and he's going to stay wet and goopy. And these two thugs, these just like these, these street rats, they come up to our group of people, and they they take Rennie, they take her necklace, and they like they like throw her down on a couch and they like, I think they shoot her dog or they shoot at her dog or they kick the dog they shoot at the dog and the they dog shoot runs at away. the dog and then 
They, like, are getting out a needle to shoot her up with heroin are obviously going to rape her. They do. They do inject her with heroin. Yeah. They do. and They did yeah, do it. I think you were asleep. I did fall yeah. asleep. We watched this movie twice. I was falling asleep both times. Fair. What? It is the long. It what? is the longest of the Friday the Thirteenth at a yeah. hundred minutes. Is it? Do you know if it's the longest so far it or of all? It's of the them? longest of. It's the longest of all of them. It's a oh, hundred minutes long. It, it did and, feel oy. long. I will say too. Like so, I do a cleaned up version of my notes, and some a lot of them I just had to brush by because I was very sleepy in writing notes, so it's not legible. So I must have written down that she was actually injected with heroin, but mm-hmm. yeah, missed that. We, in my we notes. could tell that you really loved this one by the fact that you fell asleep twice. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. Really engaging. Um, the sewer's cool, I guess. Oh, the sewer is another absolutely bullshit ridiculous part of this yeah the whole thing the whole sewer i didn't understand what like is this a special sewer or do they just expect us to think that this is actually true that's just every every midnight the sewer is filled with toxic goo toxic poo every midnight so you gotta get out of there uh, I mean, I'm... at least we get a cool Jason. Well, the Jason death is also very confusing. Also, it ties. Well, before we talk about the Jason death, I think it's important to note that they throw in baby Jason all the yes. time in this yeah. one. Yeah, yes. and and different different prosthetics are used each time, and each time they're ridiculous. <laughs> There's like one a where it looks like a googly a t- eye tape to his yeah. cheek. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite ones where he bursts <laughs> through the mirror, and you're just like, "What the fuck is so, wrong with that?" Just our... like a misfitting. Oh, I... I, I loved the mirror though. That was some like Hellraiser style goofy CG where the mirror ripples and the, and the boy yeah. comes out of the mirror. Okay, because I have like I had this is making more sense in my notes. I had just mirror written down in really big handwriting. And I didn't know what it was about. I was very oh yeah, sleepy. baby. For whatever reason, our protagonist can see baby Jason all I over think the place. It was, yeah. Never explained why. Doesn't she, make yeah. any sense. I think it sense. does. I think it explains why. Well, I guess she it had a traumatic experience when when her shitty uncle teacher pushed her in the water to get her to learn how to swim. And she said, "You don't want to is... be like that Voorhees boy and drown, do you?" So mm-hmm. he pushes her in, and then yeah. was that in fucking campus lake too? Was that actual baby Jason that pulled her into the lake as a kid, or did she imagine that? Who knows? Okay, so yeah, that it was happens. All a dream. And she, they they put that in the movie very late. The whole time you're just seeing a wet kid. Yeah, we thought it might have been her like little brother. Yeah, first, that's what we it, thought. It didn't look like it like kid Jason. Yeah, did in the they first didn't movie. do yeah, like yeah. the regular Jason kid makeup. And so, guys, when she with the part with the car hitting baby Jason, oh. that is the most ridiculous shit in the whole. It movie. looked like a tiny old man. <laughs> And it, it goes it goes into super freeze frame and is playing like mm-hmm. like it is and it's a little kid's Halloween costume trying yeah. to be an old man. It's so goofy looking. Like out of a dumb movie, that part was like four times dumber than the rest. And the car blows up. I think another person dies. I think on so. The teacher dies in that scene, and like nobody really acknowledges it. And then basically everyone's dead. Everyone this main girl knows is dead and her stupid boyfriend has the audacity to say everything will be fine yeah he's got it he's like the son of a captain he'll be his dad is dead too sailing what is he talking about how does this how does this one end by the way jason gets jason jason gets wet jason get toxic 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 gooed 
and so, um, toxic poo. He gets yeah, the toxic goo, like and it. so he has to take off his mask, and then we see the Goop. Jason prosthetic, which is like goopy Jason, but shittier than the last one. I thought. No, Nate. I thought the last one was good. I think this one was just blub. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, like last one was pretty cool. Cool. It actually Jason. moved. This one was just like kind an, of a, a Chuck E. Cheese melted animatronic thing. Yeah. It was. It was very very. I mean, I'm all for like showing more decay on his body because like it's been like around a concept, bit, but just like yeah. goop just does is it's not compelling. It wasn't just telling. It wasn't live. telling me that it was more decomposed. Just the same idea executed worse. Mm-hmm. But he pukes up a bunch of water. Oh um, yeah, I have a fun. I have fun. a good story about that. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to save it for later. Then cool. he turns into little baby Jason. He yeah. fucking does. I yeah. So Jason gets memory. covered in toxic poop. Then he's a little boy. Then just kidding, he's not. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Down. Yep. Essentially. What's the wrap up? Does he die? I, I, I don't know. I can't, I that, no, that's the wrap up. Movie. That's pretty much it. That's like end. He's end just scene, in the like, sewer, covered in poop. Does he even die? Is he like? Is he still mm. standing and walking around with? No, 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 no. Or? He's like laying down in the like, poop. Yeah, no, it's just like Death a phase out, like, that's it. Okay, he's I guess we're we're shit. supposed to accept that down there in the sewers of Manhattan, he's going to be eaten alive by rats and toxic goo yeah, every midnight. Yeah, I think midnight. so. I think so. Heek, heek. Um, any part of this dumb fucking movie that we want to talk about that we uh, haven't I think yet? I covered everything I had. Dude, uh, that's that's about it for me my, too. Movie my wise. last my last note says really dumb turn back to kid period. So, yeah. Um, what a disappointing film. Uh, had a lot of potential. It would have been really cool if it truly was all Manhattan. Yeah. But we've got it's it's pretty much a couple highlight moments were nice for me and yeah. Stuck and it's in a, a dumb it's a real movie. shame too because I feel like. Even if this runtime was cut down thirty minutes, they could have made it a way more oh, concise nice. movie. Cut out thirty minutes of boat and like get that ratio a little better. Yeah, thirty minutes would be an insanely much more concise movie. They could do yeah. Ugh. <sighs> sometimes these get neutered by the censors, sometimes they get neutered by budget. Sometimes both. I think this is probably some of both. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when it comes down to it, it's the eighth movie. Um, they're starting to struggle. The budget's probably smaller. Um, it's definitely more of a mess. I know this one was so bad that Jason, Friday the 13th, changed hands um, to... They went to New Line. New Line Instead cinema. of... Uh, because they weren't... All of these past ones have been on Paramount. Yeah. And then, so, after this movie is the first time we don't get a yearly Jason movie. It's going to be four years till the next one. Oh, no. Everyone must have been so sad. But hopefully that means uh, we get we get a a change in quality, a change in like I hope more. So. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, I'm so jaded. What if fucking Jason goes to hell is just like Jason eats a spicy burger or something? Could like be. could just be him and Sean Jason, Evans. Jason fucking... in space Actually, is he just great. like Jason at nighttime with the stars out like? <laughs> I'm no, ready no, for no. More they, he just goes tricks. to space the last ten minutes. That's how they kill him. That's how you yeah. do it. You shoot him off in a rocket, and then uh, goes to hell. You know, he just dies at the end, and they're like, yep. "Well, Jason he went, to went to hell." And that's the end. Mm. 
Freddy versus Jason. I don't know. Maybe it's not even Fred. It's Fred Flintstone. <laughs> That'd be. I would watch that. You know what? I'd watch that too. Uh, John Goodman so... is. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Freddy. I would watch the shit out of that movie. John Goodman beating up Jason. I want John Goodman to play Jason too. Get a little stocky build there. <laughs> oh I mean, yeah. He's supposed to be older now. He's so, older by now. All right. I, I think we're gonna do a quick commercial break. And we'll see what weird shit we found related to this movie. We'll be back. I think I hear a raccoon. A raccoon. I think I hear raccoon slashers. Oh, it's uh, it's in its natural habitat. It's eating garbage. Is he talking about you? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. It's Sloan. It's Sloane's turn to tell us. I'm sorry for it's calling you turn. a dirty trash raccoon. I'm... I thought that was great. <laughs> I've eaten food out of the trash. Oh, not today. Not today. <laughs> That's the storage for the food. It's a Thursday. All right, right Sloane. Jason takes Manhattan. Where did it take you? So, mm-hmm. this movie didn't really take place in Manhattan, did it? It took place on a fucking boat, okay. right? Okay, yeah, good point, yeah. A lot of people is died. Your sl- is it on Lonely Island? No. You're, we're on a boat? It's not about being on a boat with Andy Sandberg. Oh, uh, well. Um, but. Let me lose some. Um, I can't tell if that's funny or not. Andy Sandberg? Yeah, and that I whole shit. I think he's a delight. Oh, no. I think there's things that are funny. Yeah, it's not like every one, each one is funny, but I don't know. He cringes me out less and less the more I like stupid bullshit. So I bet I'd like it now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's not like each one's a winner, but some of them are. I think <laughs> Dick in a Box was a success. Yeah. It's not Justin Timberlake and Lady Gaga. Anyway, so. <laughs> this movie had a lot of people dying on a boat. So, for my sidetrack, we looked into da, 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 cruise ship deaths. His luxury, sh- luxury ship deaths. Okay, there's got to be some good stuff there. And hot tip for all y'all slashers out there, check out cruiseshipdeaths.com for all your cruise ship death <laughs> articles and stats. Seriously, is that no a No way. Yes. It's mostly, it's just like an archive of every article out there about deaths on boats, on cruise ships. Whose calling is it to make, to make that, like someone has to spend a lot Some of time. Some dude. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody said, this is what I need to do. Someone I'm guessing pays a guy that named George is in month. charge. Why? It just feels right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wears shorts with a dark belt. Weird. Anyway. So. Hmm. Some, before we get into my specific story, I'm just going to throw some stats at you about cruise ship deaths. So, it's hard to get the hard facts on just how many cruise ship deaths happen because it's likely that there are cruise lines in parts of the world that aren't necessarily reporting accurate numbers. Hell yeah. So, International but, waters, just yeah. dump that shit in the ocean. But uh, many sources say about 200 people dying on a cruise ship. Each year. A year? Okay. That's kind of Which, a lot. That's, yeah, well, it's not nothing. it does sound like a lot, but let me, let me go a little, give you a little more details. Majority okay. of deaths that do occur are from natural causes. It's usually old, old people. people. Yeah, it's usually old people. But yeah. 
It can be accidents, murders, suicides, and overdoses. Those also happen. Good place to do all of the above. Yeah. Do it on the ocean, baby. Toss that trash in the ocean. Uh, so, 200 does sound like a lot, but there are approximately 30, so in 2019, so this is our, you know, 2020 is not a good source for a number of cruise ships. We're going to sure. go back to 2019 when people would go into compact spaces together. 30 million people took a cruise. That would mean one in, and that would mean one in 150,000 guests die. Okay. And, but then we fill around those numbers more. That's about three quarters of a death per week. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. For a whole okay. world. For the whole world, guys. The yeah. whole and ocean. That's in, and that's including old age? Yes. I would expect Most a little higher. Most of it is old age. You're right. The old, a, the old age makes it seem way more plausible. Because I've heard this thing. I don't know much about this, but that they've literally got, like, refrigerators. I'll get to that in a second. Okay, okay. So, also, a thing, if you are thinking about taking a cruise, like, it's 2021, I'm vaccinated, I'm gonna get on a boat. Um... <laughs> Man, good- <laughs> really, really hitting us with the musical numbers. Some good news. They don't sink that often. That's sweet. <laughs> they do sometimes, but not that often. Barely. Um, between 1980 and 2012, only 16 sunk. Not that bad. Wait, what was the years? 1980 to 2012. So that's a 32-year span. That's one every other year. That doesn't feel good to me. That feels bad. I wouldn't want to go on it. Oh, well, well then you're not going to want to hear this. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to go on airplanes you're more, if I knew You're that. more likely... It's also not that everybody dies when they sink. A lot of... Like, most people survive. People don't uh, also typically die in this way. Like, yeah, it's probably a Just because it sinks doesn't mean that the people yeah. die. Most... I don't... I didn't get that number because it was also something not super impressive. But you are more likely to get stranded. 98 cruise ships have run aground from 1972 to 2011. Um, and so, again, still though not a lot of deaths from being stranded... Some mm-hmm. injuries, though. People just overexposure to the sun, mm-hmm. de- dehydration, that sort of thing. Don't they have, like, you can go below deck, like, in your I room? I don't know. What does that mean? Like, I, I'm just surprised to hear anything with, like, too much exposure to the sun. Just, like, it's a giant cruise ship. Go go to the disco parlor. I was just oh, people are just stuff. idiots, and they'll fall asleep and just, like, burn and die. Not I did die, that but, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, you've um, never gotten sunburnt, Aaron? Uh, not because my boat was stranded. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying, like, let's say you're stranded or, like, the boat's sinking, and so you have to go on a lifeboat, so you just get overexposed. So uh, that's more no, what I of that. Okay, now that's I'm back on board. You get sunburnt on the lifeboat. So, but the thing that Aaron was hinting to, uh, cruise ships are legally required to carry body bags and maintain a morgue. Love it. Uh, there was a quote from an ex-cruise ship employee who was explaining, like, how this works when someone dies on the ship. Here's a quote. There were small refrigerators on the ship that, from memory, could take one or two corpses, but the contingency plan was to use the walk-in freezer. If it got really bad, then the bodies can be flown back anyway. So mm. just the, if the old oh. people start dropping like flies, it's okay, we can fly them back. And just a really gross fact that's not about death well, death on the ship, but more in the ocean, the average cruise ship produces between 140,000 to 210,000 gallons of sewage per week. Per week. Per week. That's more than 1 billion gallons of sewage a year that goes straight into the ocean. Uh, That could probably be used to uh, 
fill the entire sewers of Manhattan and Every flush midnight, it. Night, it will kill. That Jason. can kill so many Jasons. Turn him into a little boy. Turn him into a little boy a thousand times. So, when I was getting into looking for murders, I went in murder on the cruise ship. Yeah, it's slow. I was getting corner. pretty bored by a lot of the stories. It was just the same story over and over again. Couple gets drunk on the boat. Abusive husband is drunk, beats the shit out of wife, throws her overboard. It was just Snooze. the same story over and over again. I need something different, which mm-hmm. I kind of found. So this story, we do have an abusive asshole killing his wife, but it has nice. some twists. It's got some twists. So, who are they? Karen Waltz and Scott Rostin. They met in 1986. A year and a half later, only 18 months they would be what? They would be wed. A whirlwind romance or a controlling partner? Hmm. Why so fast? Why so fast, Scott? When they met, Scott was a 35-year-old chiropractor and she was a 25-year-old massage therapist. He fell down some stairs and injured himself. Hell yeah. And so part of his physical therapy was going to get massages and Karen was his masseuse. And was, they that, that fell was just in love. a move to get this girl. I want to fall down the stairs. Oh, you think he threw himself down yeah. the stairs? And then she wants to take care of me, and then she'll fall in love with me. Yeah, or he could have just got massages. It's a trick as old as time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they connected over their interest in physical fitness. They loved to go on long walks and runs together. And Karen was as fit as a fiddle. She fit didn't drink. Fiddle. She didn't drink. She didn't use drugs. And she was a ballerina. I don't think you could be a ballerina anymore when you're 25 because you're, yeah. like, old in that biz. But she's, like, ballerina body. I don't do nothing fun. Mm-hmm. I just like to jog. And I have a perm. She probably had a perm. Fucked up feet. They were in Florida when they met. But only, like, I think it was six months into their relationship, Scott moved to Santa Monica, California. So keep in mind, they got married after 18 months. Most of this relationship was long distance. And it's long distance in the 1980s. So does Karen oh. really know Scott? I don't think she does. Is this don't like an in it for the money thing, or oh, oh, for you just listening at home, <laughs> she's giving some dangerous eyebrows. Yes. So also oh some things to keep in mind. And Karen, you know, it's a long distance relationship. She wanted, she was like into this whirlwind romance, but she did want to wait a little bit to have a formal wedding. But Scott, no, 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 he insisted on eloping quickly in Las Vegas. She agreed to it. She was head over heels. And maybe, just maybe, she liked the financial security of being married to a doctor 10 years her senior. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she was grubbing for money, but she was excited to be taken it's care of a little bit. definitely a perk. Mm-hmm. He for proposed sure. during one of her visits. I don't think a lot of doctors get married in Vegas. That's kind of... It feels like a red flag. Cringy. Yeah, maybe is uh, yeah, Scott geez. keeping some fucking secrets? Let's speculate. So... She was on a visit to with, to see him in California. He proposed. She's excited. She quits her job immediately in Florida. Moves in. They get married. And she'd be moited. Moited? Nine days later. Oh, nine days after the marriage. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's one a person, a lot of people... suspect there. Oy. People didn't really get to know Scott. Because as I said, he he moved six months into the relationship. It's not like all everybody's being able to vet him very well. But her mom, she fucking knew. Her mom, Roberta, she's like, I don't buy it. Mom's so when he known. met the mom for the first time, he's like, I brought these roses from my garden. And he was just laying it on thick about how fucking great her daughter was. And she said, here's a quote from Roberta. Doing he's, a voice. He's stupid! 
Got a hair out of place, perfect physique, looked as if he had a lot of money, which now I know he didn't. She had a thought from the beginning when she saw that pearl, no, not pearl, when she saw that pear-shaped diamond, she was like, that's a cubic zirconia if I've ever seen it. Oh, wow. And, and turns out it was a fucking fake diamond. So, hell yeah. I'm thinking Scott was trying to rush things with Karen before she got to know who he really was. A fucking grifter. So the crime. It's 3 a.m. It's Saturday. It's February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. Dr. Scott Ronson tells authorities on the cruise ship that his wife of nine days is dead. (gasps) And his story quickly goes off the rails. So first he claims that he's like, oh yeah, we were going for a midnight power walk on the cruise ship track and the wind was so strong, it blew my beautiful tiny wife off the side of the ship. Did they say power walk versus walk? Yes, they were fit. And then, but then like the authorities were like, Scott, buddy, the strongest wind where you were at this evening was five miles an hour. It did not blow her off the ship. So he's like, oh, 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 you're, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. It wasn't, it wasn't the wind. It was, um, she fell. And me as a hero husband, I tried to bring her up, but like she wasn't fit enough, so she was too heavy and I dropped her. He didn't say all those. I'm adding to this. I'm embellishing. (laughs) I'm embellishing. But they're like, um, Scotty boy, Scotty, that railing is three and a half feet tall. And she's only five foot three. She would have had to really try to go off that rail, buddy. Mm-hmm. She would have had to be a, is she a pole vaulter? And he's like, no, she's a ballerina. And they're like, okay, that's what I thought. Oh, so she's so, good with her balance? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so also, like, and we can't try to do like, oh, she was so drunk. She, she leaned and she felt. Sober She doesn't clam. touch drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. It gets worse for him, guys. This guy's fucked. It gets worse. When the Coast Guard found her. That afternoon, they found her body pretty fast, I gotta say. Um, there were signs of hemorrhaging on her neck and eyes and warping of the neck bone. These are evidence of strangulation. <sighs> What's this guy's name again so I can sigh it? Scott Roston. Scott. Scott, Scott. Scott, Scott, Scott. She had air pockets in her clothing, which did help her body float, I think, and it helped them find her. Mm. But the air pockets are a sign that, you know, she wasn't alive when she fell because she would have tried to swim. Yeah. She had air oh, pockets because she was already dead when she, when she hit the water. More evidence of a physical struggle. He, Scott had a lar- large scratch down his face. He also had, remember remember that hint I said earlier with the pear-shaped diamond? He had triangular-shaped gouges in his face. Mm, from her, okay. her fighting him off. Triangular? The, the ring. The rings hit. The pear shape. There's pear shaped gouges in his face because she's trying to fight him uh, off. Uh, there was also. It could just be a power walking accident, dude. Yeah, yeah. she's just. Uh, uh, she's just. She's just moving those arms. She's got to get that full body cardio. Exactly. Uh, also, part of her earring was found on the deck, and some of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> also, Scott, you there were witnesses. Fuck. There were witnesses on the cruise ship that had overheard. He really didn't try. <laughs> Yeah. No, this is like zero out of ten. This here. this part makes me really sad, and this is how we know for sure. Not only is Scott a murderer, he's a fucking dick. They overheard them bickering and Scott belittling her, telling her she was eating too much dessert and that she had embarrassed him because she didn't know the different like forks in their formal table setting at dinner. 
Oh, yeah. What a piece of shit. Also, somebody mm. said they saw him fighting with a woman 45 minutes before he went to the authorities and said she was dead. So. He seems like a chill dude. Yeah, really cool guy. Mm. So, but like the thing is, it gets worse and it gets weirder. Okay. I don't know how it could get worse or weirder. I'm thinking of, of the, we gotta the be at whole the limit. Forks thing. Like, he's trying so hard to act rich and sophisticated. Yes, that, exactly. Like, You're, yes, Aaron. Of, of course that he would know the Forks. Yeah, that's and like he the can. superficial thing he could do to act rich. And so she's embarrassing him. And God, she doesn't She doesn't even drink. She just wanted an extra dessert. They're on, they're on vacation. They're this on their honeymoon. This time, yeah. So, it gets weirder, though. This is why we picked this story. We know that he's a liar. We know he's a murderer. Mm-hmm. But he's really trying to convince people that he's not. So, we go to the trial. He claims his wife was not murdered. He, They admit, my wife was murdered. But not by me. By oh. two Israeli secret agents that were on the ship. They were trying to punish me for the book that I wrote that exposed the corruption of the Israeli government. What? Did he write a book? Fuck. Yes, he did. It was called Nightmare in Israel. And let me tell you about it. Did he write this as a defense? Or no, like he, he wrote. So he did book. write this book. This book had come out when they were dating. Okay. He wrote this book. So in the seven, so he the book came out in 1987. The story, the book was about when he and his parents had moved for a temporary amount of time, not sure how long, in the 1970s to Israel. While they were there, he was arrested and held in... This is all according to this fucking psychopath. He was arrested and held in prison and a mental institution for a total altogether of two months. And he claimed that this arrest was arranged by the Israeli mafia. They came after him because he refused to marry his neighbor's daughter. And this was retaliation. This is what he wrote in his book. No, that happens a lot. And he goes on (laughs) in the book to claim that the Israeli authorities had drugged him and brutalized him while being imprisoned. Also, the year he published the book, his parents called the police to report that their son had endured an attempted kidnapping by Israeli agents. They told the police uh-huh. that the that these Israeli secret agents s- shouted in Hebrew, Israel wants you. And then Scott recounted the story to the Palm Beach Post. And here's a quote from Scott. Israel took its best shot and they blew it. So my thought is, this is so implausible and insane. Sounds like a fake story he made up to try to promote his book. Yeah, like his parents being... And got his parents, got mommy and daddy in on the story to try to make it look real. I don't think the parents read the book. (laughs) No, they just said, yeah, we'll say, we'll go along. No, like like the parents went along too. I, I could see that he even tricked his mom into thinking it was real. Maybe he just said it in a different voice. (laughs) Maybe. So... What actually happened in Israel? We don't know. But one thing we do know is while he was there, Scott was running an unlicensed chiropractic practice. So that's, I'm going to guess if he was arrested, that's why. Also, that book, Nightmare in Israel, it was self-published. Scott paid for it. Yeah, it sounds. And the third part, you know, it gets Sounds like he does have money then. He has some money. Publishing books. Guess what? Didn't make any of that money back because he printed a thousand and only one copy was sold. Oh. I'm guessing. Oh, but by mummy. 
<laughs> Dude, seriously, one? How? That's insane. Wouldn't people like buy it on accident? I'm guessing he just bargains? had them all in his fucking garage, and he like sold one to his mom. That's my guess. Oh. So uh, at the trial, uh, there there actually were, t- and his his attorneys were like, there were two Israeli men on the boat. And then the prosecution were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's find these two Israeli dudes and let's bring them in to see if anybody yeah. thinks that they're secret agents. I'm like good. I don't know about you guys. Call the bluff. But I'm thinking they were a nice gay couple. It was yeah. Mar- Maurice Haziza. He was a wedding photographer. And he was tra- traveling. So this is an article written in the 80s. And it said his traveling companion, Emil Yaron. They were on vacation starting in Florida's Disneyland and Universal Studios. And were taking a cruise to Mexico to finish their vacay. Yeah. I'm thinking traveling they were a companion couple of nice... is just 80s for gay. Yeah, right? that's what I'm yeah. thinking. A couple of nice fellas. You know what I mean? A couple of nice fellas. And yeah, so the jury saw who the actual Israeli agents were. And like, this is, this is insane. And this is crazy bullshit. So the jury didn't buy it. Uh, he was convicted on, weirdly, second-degree murder for life in prison without the possibility of parole. It gets worse one more time with okay. his appeals. One of his appeals is crazy. He continues to be a just ridiculous asshole. So Scott's lawyers, remember that witness testimony that Scott was yelling at his new beautiful bride for eating too many desserts and not mm. knowing the difference between forks? Yeah. His lawyers claimed that that, along with the scratch on his face, inflicted by his horrible wife, was enough to drive someone to a murderous rage. It yeah. shouldn't be second-degree murder. That is too harsh. It's just a, a natural reaction. Yeah. Of Some course. Be- Ugh. Yeah. Of course, though, they're like, no, uh, a quote I have here, disputes over sweets and silverware could not possibly provoke a reasonable and ordinary person yeah, to kill. Yeah, that sounds Obviously. like a very desperate lawyer. One bummer, though, is the the sentencing that he did get was weird because he was somehow only convicted of second-degree murder, so it shouldn't, like, legally, he shouldn't be convicted to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So mm-hmm. one of his uh, appeals did go through, and he had to have his uh, life sentence shortened to 33 years and nine months. Oh, and because this was... that's like that's what falls under like a second degree murder charge. So is he out hmm. now? I uh, guess. Doing oh. the math right. Let's see. No, he was in prison, and I think in 1988. Yeah. So he's not out yet. No. 88 plus 33. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Fast math. Do it. That's a hundred. Do it, nerd. Tw- yeah, yeah, that totally happened year. a long time ago. <gasps> Wait. No, not this year. Like ten years ago, right? No, no, yeah. no it's this year, twenty twenty one. Well, and nine months. So you know what? I guess Scott might be scot free soon. Oh, that's good. I like that. I don't know. Hey, maybe he is. Maybe we edit out me struggling with math. No. Oh, that's staying. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so that's the story of Scott the Dick. So what? What do you think caused him to do the kill? Is this just like... I think he's a fucking asshole. Just to like cover... So she doesn't find out that he's a fraud? There's so many other ways to do that. I'm guessing that he was hiding that he... I'm guessing that he was some kind of narcissistic psychopath. And uh, there was a lot of lying from the start. And he's just an uncontrollable, crazy person. Just a nut job. I guess a lot of people murder are. Thought that... Maybe she just, like, had more of a personality than he expected and he couldn't handle it. And so he fucking murdered her. I don't know. 
Huh. Mm. I don't I like know. It. I don't know why so many husbands kill their wives, but this one was interesting. Nice. That had a more interesting story than the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Thanks. Fuck this guy. If Fuck he's Scott. Out, if he's out of prison, Fuck I hope you, he's Scott. having a bad time. You're a fake doctor. Not even a real doctor. Not even a real doctor. Doesn't have his license. I wonder if you can get his book anywhere. Ooh, I did not check. I doubt it. I doubt it. It was it was hard to find much about this story, even that wasn't from the 80s. There wasn't a ton of updates. Um, I'm sure, though, he, like, getting the idea of his personality, I'm sure he wrote another book, well, or two more oh, books God. while he was in prison. Like, somebody that's this full of himself, I'm sure. With other strange lies about, yeah. like, Israel trying to get him <laughs> Trying to get him on the inside. <laughs> Guards Turns undercover. he's a secret agent. Yeah, it's all true. He was a triple agent the whole time. The wife was was a plant from mm. Israel this whole time, <laughs> and he narrowly avoided dying. Wow, Who ridiculous, knows? fun. I like it. Thanks. Lovely. That's cruise ship death, baby. So, there's other things that happened in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them happened quickly some of them didn't like the whole movie um however <laughs> you may remember that the movie had an end and near the end i, I couldn't really was, remember the end well you may remember that there is a person in this movie by the name of i think it's jocelyn and jocelyn has a goopy face <laughs> oh jocelyn, jason yeah oh sorry yeah yeah you got it um yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy was like the... The, the french pronunciation oh, yeah yeah be. it's jocelyn actually um so okay Let's 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 get real here. So, Kane Hodder, he's our Jason. He was our Jason last time. Um, so, you remember the thing at the end where you said there was puke? He puked a yeah. bunch of water. Puking up um, water. So, our boy Kane Hodder is like a, a wizard. He's he's like legendary in the stuntman community. So in the last movie, he was known for some ridiculous shit, right? Th- that was yeah, the longest, the longest on... controlled burn of forty-four yeah. seconds. Okay, yeah. is that just this guy's thing? Is like stunting? And then all, yeah. Oh, dude, dude, that's all he does is he stunts hard. Our boy stunts, and also all those punches that he took, real, real, took all those hits in like, I think it seemed like pretty much one. Even if it wasn't one take, it doing that multiple takes would suck too. Yeah, right. Anywho. That water scene where he's puking, that was actually Kane Hodder puking. He <gasps> prides himself on his ability to puke on command. He drank no. a gallon of water before shooting it and just threw up. No oh my way. gosh. No fingies? He can just, like a bird? That's I have cool. no idea on the exact process. I tried to look up videos of him just puking <laughs> on command. But, like, if you go back and watch that scene... Holy fuck, it is a lot of water. And it's like spraying out of What's it. What's a gallon? It's insane. It's yeah. gallon. I mean, that's why it looked like a special effect. Like, that's yeah, amazing. It, oh, yeah. Totally like, like too much coming out. Yeah, no, it's, wow. it's bonkers. Oh, dude, and what a that, champ. Yeah, when I read that, I, I obviously I could have done Kane Hodder last time since that was his, the first movie that he was in. But one, I found something else. And two, like after I read that, I was like, dude. This guy's fucking cool. So, gotta save it for the puke. 
Thanks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So after I read that, I was trying to think of how I wanted to go about looking and looking up facts about him and stuff. And, you know, I could go Wikipedia and go like the random like trivia routes, but I thought it'd be better. His entire docu- uh, like documentary on him is on Daily Motion, that shitty. Oh. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. It's, it's on three parts, and I watched the entire thing, and I did some other research about this boy, and he is a cool guy. He's a Californian-born boy. He was bullied all the time as a little kid. Um, started taking interest in stunt work when he was hanging out with his friends, and he'd like do like risky shit to like make them like freak out. And they're like, dude, don't do that. Like he like he was on like a building and was like pretending to like fall back and stuff and they're like no dude stop stop doing that just and like apparently freaked him out and he's like dude i loved i loved the re- getting the reactions mm, so this is how he stops getting oh bullied. yeah oh it's yeah. sad and sweet oh, but he's tough he's good it's gonna work out okay so i'm not oh, yeah, sad yeah, yeah. i'm not sad so he started doing stunt work and just you know picking up gigs here and there um then he wanted to like promo himself on a local news station of course and they're like hey yeah do you want to uh do you want to do like a burn for it? And he was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do a burn. I'll do a full body burn, no problem. And no he's like, do you have any rubber cement? Because rubber cement is what's used for ignition and that's it burns well for it. I so um, they got a different brand. And normally, like, <gasps> he said that you have to touch the lighter to the actual glue to make it light. And this other brand that he got, as soon as he, like, opened the lighter, like, far away from extending his arm like he just immediately went up in flames oh my gosh and his body immediately went into panic mode and he just like immediately just started running he said that's what you do is you just like fucking freak out you don't know what's going on everything's all you see is like fire and like you're on fire you hear your hair you hear your skin Ah! catching (laughs) yeah dude it was gnarly but he said like yeah i just started running and he realized that uh, well, he he didn't realize this probably at the time, but he said she, the newscaster that was taking pictures for this news thing probably didn't realize I was in trouble until I started screaming. So eventually, our boy found some like wet like mud and like rolled in the mud. He said he stood up and like chunks of like his skin were just falling off oh. in mud and like just like de- body debris was falling off. Um. Went to a nearby, like, fire station. They were closed. No one was there. So I ended up going to some, like, random people's houses. Made a child cry because of how scary he looked. Oh, my God. (laughs) And just, like, stood in a shower without any pain because, like, once... This answered the age-old question, would you rather burn or drown? Dude, burn. Because, like, eventually your nerve. He said he didn't feel anything because his nerves were shot because it burnt the nerve endings. So there was oh nothing. Oh, my God. God. So, Do you know, I'm assuming that you got to see what he looks like without the prosthetics and the mask. I've never seen this guy. Does he look scarred? Um, He definitely has had, like, grafts and things. And his skin looks tight. He looks mm. tight. He looks mm. like, um, I don't know how else to describe it other like than, a hot like, dog like weirdly tight every especially on his neck it's like his neck is always like flexed because it kind of has like that like tension of like uh-huh. flexed skin almost especially Ooh. on the neck and like that seems he like also has a short neck and like everything is just it's just tight um sounds like a hot dog <laughs> he kind of looks like a hot dog nice I'm like a bratwurst because he's big bratwurst 
So he ended up getting to a hospital, and uh, this hospital was not equipped to like handle burns in any oh sense of anything. He was there four months. Um, <gasps> like when his parent, well, first off, when his parents came in to visit, he they said that they both ran out immediately, and oh he was like, "What God. the fuck is this?" Um, oh apparently god. the smell reminded his vet dad of burning bodies in the war. Oh my god! And he said like he had to like he puked like multiple times and couldn't come in and see him for a while. Oh, this is so Holy sad. Shit. Dude, no, no, dude, dude, this guy has like, Is this like when Kane this is like the beginning of his stunt career too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the beginning. Which and makes he kept everything going? Else, yeah. Yeah. Went on to do the world's <sighs> longest uh Controlled burn Insane. for a movie. Wow. Insane. You would think that a, a, a normal response would maybe have been to quit this completely <laughs> yeah. right now. Or at no. least not do the fire anymore. But he's, wow. Not this guy. Yeah, he okay. got he just got egged on. Well, not egged on. It seemed like somebody was just like, hey, well, this is what's going on. Do you want to do it? And he was like, this person thinks I can do it. They wouldn't tell me otherwise. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And, you know, started getting back into the fire Damn. biz. Damn. But your boy suffered because yeah. there's this thing called the Hubbard tank. It's basically just like hydro treatment for um, for like third degree burns. Um, even when your skin starts growing back, there's still like dead skin and infectious stuff that you need to scrape off. Oh. So, uh, you know, he was getting scraped off at this hospital he said it was he said that he was in pain and would like yelp in pain if somebody like kicked his hospital bed. And then like they'd take him into the basement of this this hospital just because they didn't want people to hear him screaming because they're worried that people would be afraid. So it's rock and roll. And then they just scrape his like his arms and stuff of all that dead skin. Um at this hospital they didn't they weren't very cleanly um i guess multiple instances of not seeing hands washed and things and that's super important when your like entire skin is healing and can't Mm -hmm. you can't fight infection as well um so he got some staff infection he had terrible bed stores this is nuts that he was wasn't sent to a different hospital with like a certified burn ward well that's exactly what happened is after the four months were up like they're like hey yeah we think you might be dying (laughs) So uh, they they literally sent him to an actual burn unit, and he said like he felt so much better, so much. And also, he said it was just like, like an encouraging environment. They seemed like they knew what they were doing. Everything sucks still, but they, you know, treated him like a human. Things were going better. Um, yeah, and just slowly recovered from there. Um, I got a, a quick question. Yeah. Going back a little bit, so he was prepared to do some type of burn stunt. It just yeah. started quicker. I don't yeah. understand how his whole body got burned when he was anticipating lighting himself on fire, you know? I think he I don't think he was doing a full burn. He was he I think he was just going to do like a partial burn, but oh, with, like just um, kind of whoosh his arm or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like a partial thing, but then it just like full body burn. Um and that's how, that's how he got back into it as a full body burn. He did a full body burn, but he was prepared. Um and honestly, listening to him talk about like his stunt work and stunt work um that other people have done because he he works as a stunt coordinator as well so mm-hmm. just somebody that oversees things um he sounds sounds like he really knows his shit and he has like a good logistical brain when it comes to like preparing now so it seems like he now would 
now he has like an even deeper understanding of like things that could go wrong and trying to prepare because um lots of his uh co-workers were like interviewed for this documentary and they were like yeah honestly i did my own stunts because i trusted the stunts he would understand what my body could take and how i could take stunts so sounds like the guy kind of had it going on um a little bit more about our boy is he will eventually be in another movie as Freddy's hand. <gasps> what? Whoa. Oh, huh. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. A weird lead-in thing. Uh, I guess he was initially... They, uh, Wes Craven wanted him to play Freddy. Oh. Initially. Oh. He was like, yeah, dude, I, I'm doing a character. Um. Oh, he's got he's, burns. He looks like, yeah, shit. He's got burns, and you kind of already have them, and I think that might be a cool thing to do is to use somebody that already has burns. And I know you could play the character. I know you could be, you know, you could, you're a horror icon at this point. Like, I guess not, maybe not an icon at that point, but still, like, very... A rising star. Very established. Yeah. Um, and he was all for it, but uh, obviously that didn't end up happening, and Robert Englund ended up playing him. But that set off a very good uh, working relationship. They're like best buds in the biz, which is very cute. Um, They often do like photo shoots together and things like that. Oh my gosh, um, that means they were like excited for Freddy vs. Oh, uh, it's just a buddy comedy. Well, I think that, that was that was like early on in their working relationship, but still, like, well, mm. I don't want to burst your bubble, Sloan, but is he in Freddy vs. He's oh, not the Jason in Freddy versus Jason. He isn't. Oh, he got, never he, got he somehow got sacked, and he said that was almost as worse. Like he felt almost as slighted by that as getting like his his like bad burn, as he just Aww. felt like really bummed out that like yeah. he got passed on. Um, but it just sounds it sounds more like a fucking stupid oversight. I don't know if that's true. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's no real information on it, but it. It's, not like yeah. a bad blood thing probably no no i think he's he's over it at this point because he's he's known as jason like it's it's his character at this point everyone understands and sees him as like the quintessential person to play jason yeah um but he also he went on did, did tons of other horror movies he did a series um a tr- trilogy of movies called the hatchet trilogy where he plays the main baddie um I don't know anything about it. I kind of wanted to watch it, but I also thought, you know, three movies that none of us have seen. We could maybe revisit this later. You know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, um, seems like a really fucking cool guy. Uh, at I guess one of his things is at like conventions and things. He chokes people. Like that's like <laughs> the, the like because Jason's choked a lot of people, so he chokes. Oh, people. So you get your picture. Oh, he doesn't like, actually ah. choke them. It's like he knows no, how to you, fake choke. You gasped. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's squeezing. <laughs> no, actually, the weird thing is that every single person said that like he fucking gets in there. Like, oh my like, god. Like it was like a thing that like they did like a segment on it in the documentary is of like fans and people being like dude he really got me there and like people being like oh my god he actually get he actually jokes you which uh i think is kind of fucking cool because then like you know it's like a fucking rite of passage almost i don't know yeah, i thought it like i thought I it seemed kind of neat Jason. uh yeah uh, it, but so, yeah. everyone says that he's a real cool guy he he spends a lot of time at burn units um that's nice his his favorite kill is like this kill in hatchet where he like rips somebody's jaws apart 
like rip somebody's head open like doing that it's it was pretty good um all second favorite kill is the sleeping bag kill which is you know a good one fantastic kill um he also likes ghost hunting um he's an avid fan of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches he likes (laughs) poker and he is also a juggalo (gasps) wow no Talk way. about burying the lead. <laughs> burying the hatchet. The hatchet. Hatchet. Uh, he was in a movie. Hatchet. He actually, yeah, he actually has a custom Hatchet Man thing with Jason on it instead. <gasps> Holy shit. Very cool. Now my goosebumps are kicking in. I know. Wow. Wow. Whoop whoop. Of course. What? Uh, the pairing makes sense. Yeah. And he's wow. a burn survivor. We love it. What a cool dude. Yeah, it seems I, like a jet. Like honestly, makes me want to go to a convention and get choked by him. That's what I was thinking. If that, I want to get choked Slasher by him. Tracks ever uh, takes it on the road and goes to one of these horror things, we gotta get choked. I think I'll pass, but I'll take your picture. You can you can take the picture. I don't want to be choked by that. I want him to pick man. me up. I want him to two hand choke pick me up. Ah no! <laughs> no. You can't imagine too many people asking for that, and then I'd be like, do it. I want you to really fuck me up. I want You're this just to be trying a great to impress picture. him. Kill me. <laughs> just hand him a machete kill me please just do it nice would you uh recommend the documentary um it's okay okay it's 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 a it seems like a crowdfunded one it's it's not bad by any means i think if you okay if you have enjoyed all these movies and you know i take it back i think it's worth a watch it was like Especially even if it's it's on daily, it's free. It's free. You can put it on while you're doing something else. I think it's worth that. Mm. If you have the choice to watch either... This movie again or the documentary again, <laughs> yes. I'd choose the documentary. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Uh, do you remember what it's called? I just... Um... We'll put a link in the description, but... Yeah, it's called To Helen Back, The Kane Hodder Story. That's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. On YouTube. No, on Daily Motion. On YouTube. No. What? Daily Motion. On Daily Motion. What that's, are you saying? That's a website? <laughs> yes. I feel like I've seen videos on YouTube that say Daily Motion first. Like at the beginning. Uh, no. Uh, yes, a, I have. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, nice. <laughs> I quit. I quit. On YouTube, you know, it could be on. It could be one of those things where it's just ripped from Daily Motion, put on YouTube, so it still would say like the. I think have the that's things. how I've seen Daily Motion videos yeah. is stolen and put on put well, on YouTube. That's neither here nor there. You don't need to, to Google Daily Motion on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Sabaton song. Sloan, can we focus here? Here we go. All right, guys, you want to hear? My little sidetrack I did. Okay. It's a fun one, I think. Um, So, as frequent listeners know by now, I I take a musical direction. Um, And with this series, as we know at this point, we're fucking burnt out on Harry Ball, Manfredini guy. Uh, The last movie we watched, it was actually a hybrid of old Harry Manfredini and uh, Fred Molin who um, mm-hmm. is notable for making some kids' music, as well as the TV series, Friday the 13th. Um, and this this movie, it's all Fred Mullen. This is the first oh movie my God. We're with done? no Harry. 
Whoa. Um, I think he comes back maybe one more of time. He does. Oh my but, god! But he's he not. He's not in this one. Um, so if you might have noticed, the music was a little different. Yeah, that I totally being, noticed. That being said, you did. You did when we watched it. Did you, I? You made a comment. Yeah. Was I asleep? No. Okay. <laughs> um. So, but like I listened, I had looked into Fred Mullen before for the last mm-hmm. movie. He's not a very interesting dude, but um, a lot of these movies have kind of a secondary soundtrack almost the the music that's in the cars in the bars yeah in, yeah. in the mm-hmm. intro yeah the the you know there was that noir 80s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's in the, the intro in the intro and the outro there was some kind of hair metally stuff um as well as uh a little bit throughout the movie but so that was done by a different guy and we just need to hear the name stan meisner um he had a band called Metropolis that that did the music and the open and the credits. But what I want to talk about is our girl JJ. Oh, uh, hell yeah! Uh-huh. Fun. So thick bangs, JJ. Thick bangs, hair metal, guitar, rocking out, and the brig of the ship. There's two moments in this movie where she's rocking out, and there are two songs in the soundtrack: JJ's Blues mm. and Broken Dream. She's just ripping. Okay. I got goosebumps at Broken Dream. It's arguably one of the cooler parts of the movie. And like Cody said, it feels more like real guitar playing than a lot of these faked instruments before. Yeah, yeah. Um, So these two songs, one of them has some vocals, some kind of raspy female vocals, and one of them is instrumental. Thing is, both of these are incomplete songs. They're both okay. they're both just, you know, 30, 40 seconds each or so. Um, and there's a really good article that I got my start for this on that it doesn't go as deep as I'm about to, but on Friday the thirteenth franchise dot com on their column, Ooh. Jason's jukebox mm. talks about <laughs> these. Um, so apparently there are there's a pocket of nerds that are real fixated on these these two tracks, oh, and no. Stan Meisner, the guy that I, I brought up, did all this mm-hmm. all the rock and roll stuff, has been tracked down online by several fans inquiring about the tune, and he says, "Sorry, they never made full songs of them. The best thing, uh, the best thing that exists, is a shitty YouTube video that kind of blends the two together. Mm. The cuts are really bad." It's bad. Um, like, it's just a poor job of it. And so that's the only thing that exists of this music. And he's just like, sorry, they just were never finished. Huh. From the comments, people, like I said, really like these songs. And I've, I think I have a theory why. But um, I'm going to read a few of the comments. Sometimes I walk around with the melody of this song in my head. I really like it. This is truly such a shame. I've adored this song forever since I first heard it long ago. I had no immediacy in collecting the song for my MP3 collection, due in part to, to some forgetfulness and also without urgency as I figured it as such a hot song that it has to be out there and one day it will find its way into my MP3 player. I love that song. I'd go as far to say that it might be my favorite song of all time. Of course, me being cursed with some of the worst luck imaginable, it didn't surprise me to learn a couple of years ago that no full version of the song exists. It's still one hell of a song, though. So these people, this person is this saying is it's the their person, favorite right? song. They're not. They are not. 
there's different people. Ugh, there's even a fucking user named JJ. Ha- like one of the comments I'm on scared on this on this article on the Friday the Thirteenth uh, franchise website. What is it called? Friday the Thirteenth franchise dot com. What? You said this Friday the Thirteenth franchise website. What's it called? Friday the Thirteenth franchise dot com. I couldn't. I you didn't clock to... how funny that was. Okay, so on that on that website, there's a person. What's what, it called again? Friday the Thirteenth franchise website. Dot com. <laughs> no, it's Friday the Thirteenth franchise dot com. Scrap this all from the record. No. <laughs> on this article, um, that's where I was reading these comments from. There's one comment from a user named JJ. JJ is the name of this girl, and it's Ugh. a picture of her. As his icon. And, and he says, um, why do people keep calling her J.J. Jarrett slash Jessica Jane Jarrett? She was only ever referred to as J.J. in film and in credits. Where was her full name confirmed? Uh, he also dug up and commented twice on this, that there is a longer instrumental version of the track in a TV show that Fred Mullen, or, um, yeah, the soundtrack by Fred Mullen with Stan Meisner, same two guys, made a TV show called Forever Night. And on season one, episode one, there's a longer instrumental version of the track. So oh it contradicts his claims that no complete version of the song exists. This wasn't lining up for our user JJ. JJ's a serial so, killer. So at this point, JJ is weirding me out. And I click on his username. Oh, this goes deeper. Call it out JJ. So, Put in JJ so, on blast. So this site uses one of those external comments um it's called discus d-i-s-q-u-s basically i I mean i bring that up because it's one username that can comment on a variety of websites Mm. this wasn't just his friday the 13th okay this guy was jj that was what he picked and he comments on all kinds of shit he's he's commenting about birds of prey the black metal guy Varg Vikernes, uh, video game Mirror's Edge. There's a Playboy thing he was commenting in. He's all over the place. I just wanted to say that this wasn't his Friday the 13th handle. This is his life handle. Oh and God. and so so that was that was JJ. Oh. I'm going to take a quick pause from him. And I think I get the feeling that people are fixated on this because they were a certain age when this came out. And this mm-hmm. was like a sexual awakening like I you like hurt JJ's bangs. I think like, I think JJ, if you were like eleven years old, you found out you like rocker girls now, or like, uh, like I like alt girls. Yeah, That's my thing, I you know? think that a certain age group of like Gen X or late millennial or whatever that would be. That's what the fixation is. Just just my hypothesis. That's neither here nor there. I don't know. I don't know. We also talked about how she's like specifically not sexual. JJ was pretty cool. But she um, was just a cool girl. But maybe. But, maybe but, onto something. Yeah. So I, I think you don't have to be overtly sexual to get a sexual feeling from something. Yeah. Oh, oh, sure. she, like, she was not overtly sexualized, but like somebody could be like, dude, she's so the way she played that thing. guitar, she's that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I figured out that I like bad boys because of Kovu, you know? Yeah. In The Lion King too, Because he was basically line. an animated lion with eyeliner. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's what that I'm That means into. something. Yeah. And then here we are today. Yeah. So... I looked into the song a little more, um, the one specifically Broken Dream, the one that has the female vocals, and the vocals on that are from a Canadian musician named Terry Crawford, 
Um, someone that neither none of us have heard of because she Sounds really Canadian. really doesn't matter a whole lot anymore. She was a two-time Juno Award nominee for Most Promising Female Vocalist in 1982, 1983. And here is a picture. I'm going to show it to both oh, of you. Oh, dang. That's Terry Crawford on her album number two, Good Girl Gone Bad. Ooh. She's got... Oh, dang. She has some definite... Thanks. Um, for the people that can't see this, we will be posting this image eventually on Instagram. But to give you an idea, it's very um, Olivia Newton-John in Greece when she puts on those pleather pants. Pleather that, pants those are the vibes that we're shiny getting. Shiny gold this image. shirt, big hair. Yeah, she's, she's a good girl gone bad. Those are the vibes. And um, so they were fairly and, and and she's got this voice that's kind of a even raspier Dolly Parton. And Ooh, that sounds sexy. It is. It was kind of working on mm-hmm. me. Um, so the whole thing, Terry Crawford is actually short for the Terry Crawford Band, which the core is her and her husband, actually. Oh, boo. Yeah. Um, and they made a, a couple albums. They were pretty successful. She was determined to be can- Canada's sexiest female rocker in a poll around that time. Nice. And then in 88, a year before this movie comes out, uh, they retire the band to focus on raising their family. But she still does some jingles, some voiceovers, and that's probably why she got involved with this little one-off thing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they stopped being a band, but they did sing-alongs for their kids' kindergarten class, uh, which got them... Cute. It turned... They thought they found out they really liked that, and they reinvented themselves as Terry and Rick, um, <gasps> where they did four albums and toured them for children's music. Ah, uh, lame! Uh, also, but make that money! Also got the husband into politics. Uh, oh. Because uh, he he joined the local school board, okay, and somehow that ramped up to, and I don't understand Canadian politics, mm-hmm. but uh, he went all the way up to the Legislative Assembly of Ontario in two thousand nine. See a good cool. guy or bad guy? Don't know. We're gonna um, go with good guy because he cares about his kids and yeah. sings for them. So they're still doing this children's museum or children, <laughs> this children's <laughs> music thing, um, because I. I, on accident, found a Facebook event from 2014 called Happy Face, Happy Place with Terry and Rick, like, to go to it. Um, Terry and Rick? Do you have so, any musical samplings of Terry and Rick for us? I do not. Um, but there, she's also ma- still making her solo music uh, as of her last album was in 2011, which now she's just kind of like a grandma, like Carrie Fisher, kind of raspy okay. voice. Uh, Is she still getting the, getting those Dolly Parton vibes? Oh, or? she's raspier than ever, to the point of like late stage Carrie Fisher, just sounding sounding like gravel. Um, and oh. it, it was it was it was fine, but anyway, so that was a little bit on Terry, and I'm trying to find videos of of her uh, when I I find a guitar cover. By some goofy fucking high school kid. You know, just like a, a, oh, a, a, a little nobody. He's got maybe like 300 views. Mm. Um, and and I, and I don't want to like degrade him. I'm just, I just mean that it was oh, it was a tiny little YouTube thing. Um, his name is Undone Catalyst, all one word. Um, on You're ready to blow up Undone Catalyst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and so he plays a, a mixture of these two songs. Like, and he's ripping it. It sounds really good. And then in the description, it says, This is definitely an interesting one. I've never done a song with a lot of bending before. This is also the first time I've done an 80s song. This feels so out of place on my channel, but I had fun with it. I found a mashup that someone made of this that I kind of use as a point of reference, but the editing on it was pretty bad, so I had to chop it up quite a bit and make it work like an actual song. So he's he was using that YouTube yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also important to note here that this is totally not the music he plays normally. Like, okay. he's, you know, this was requested by, and then there's a URL. God no. damn it! You click on it, it goes to the YouTube page of JJ. JJ! It was JJ, so it's, his discus name is JJ, his YouTube name is JJ, and it's 100,000% the same person. This goes straight to the top! Insane. He's putting up YouTube videos of relating to the shit that I found on discus with Varg, Vikernes, and whatever, um, and his most recent, this dude is a creep, his most recent video is from two years ago, where he got caught recording the guitarist of Skid Row in a towel, and he was like, what? proud of it, he's like, haha, watch me get caught by Wait, recording Skid Row. Sk- the guitarist of Skid Row was in a towel? Or he- Yes, yes. Why like, did he catch him in a towel? Did they go to the same gym? I think, like... After the show or something. Oh! Like he, like a creepy fan oh, sneaking no. in kind of thing. That's what I was Real wondering. Quick. Like, what's the context? Is it backstage or is it like he'd go to the same yeah. gym and I got... Oh! Yeah. JJ! So, so JJ... No, no, JJ. JJ no, no. strong-armed this YouTube kid into playing this song <laughs> for him. <laughs> because the YouTube version wasn't good enough for JJ's fantasy. It was too really... badly edited. So he got a high school kid on the internet... To make a better Why one for him. Kit? I, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, how did he find this person in particular? I, it's so I bizarre. I truly don't know. But uh, if you remember me saying before that he says something wasn't adding up, there's more to this song. There's there's more to it. It wasn't just a partial song. He was right. God damn it, JJ. He was right. There was more to that song. And I've also found the comments of the people that were talking to Stan and bugging him about it. It's like, yeah, I was actually the one that asked him about it and brought this to attention. In March, <laughs> late March, early <laughs> April of this year. Whoa, no breaking news, way. people. 30, breaking 32, fucking news. 32 years after the fact, the full version of one of these two songs. The br- Broken Dream. The one with the girl. The one uh, that Terry. everyone's really <laughs> good for. Yes, the good, the good one of the two. The full version was released for the very first time on a very limited uh, CD and vinyl release for the limited edition version of the soundtrack for La La Land Records. Um, wow. So, so it does exist. I couldn't listen to it because it's literally brand new and I don't want to buy a vinyl of it. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't like a $1.99 like by the track? It's streamable. No, it's literally there's like... They made two. Th- they the made two thousand vinyls. Copy. They made X Dude, amount JJ of CDs. Dude, JJ bought them all. <laughs> JJ, <laughs> JJ bought, bought them all. You can buy the CD for twenty bucks if you want to check it out. Uh, if JJ didn't buy them all, but... uh, we'll we'll be sure to provide a link in the description so you can yeah. purchase this record. <laughs> I guess uh, or the CD. Yeah, that was. It just kept going deeper when I found this JJ guy. It was a really satisfying internet sleuth for me this time and the song does rip i'll give him that but jj you are a fucking weirdo i'm man. gonna be doing i i hope that jj hears this i'm gonna try my best we're gonna do hashtag Tag jj hashtag and JJ. he'll find it hashtag jj yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try if he's on instagram if he's on instagram you know that dude it's he's JJ. already following any you already JJ know who thing. it is we know his handle oh you know what maybe we can just I bet if there's you know an Instagram gonna, person named JJ. I'm just gonna. I'm just. It's, you're probably gonna find a lot of JJs. No, I know. Um, but we'll see if we can find him. Maybe get him as a guest on the show. Um, 
that was uh my my little sidetrack here wow um, what a deep about, dive yeah jj and what if it's jj broken Abrams? dream is that what it's called broken dream man that's that was a good one i really like the jj twist that felt <sighs> good thank you i was really pleased to find that i didn't really know where i was going and then it all kind of fell into place yeah all because of jj god what a creep man jason takes manhattan huh he's gonna murder her someday so that was yeah that was jason man jason takes manhattan jason 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 takes a boat jason pukes jason jason takes cruise ship jason makes bad movie we've got four left but you know what i think i could use a little palate cleanser i'm thinking the next next episode we do um we try something a little wacky something a little little goofy a little uh (laughs) we 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 we, we don't we don't know exactly so maybe it's a little bit new maybe it's a a little bit funky a little funky a little funky parliament funkadelic joins us we, we, Should we do we, something a little different? Bootsy comes here, lays down a sick mm-hmm. bass line. We're like, ooh, that's nasty, Bootsy. That's nasty. That's a nasty bass line. Oh, that's stinky. That's fucking, oh, that reeks. P.U. P.U. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know Bootsy Collins. We we oh. don't, but. Um, yet, yet, yet. Yet. As, as, uh, Bootsy, if you're listening, we'd love to have you, but, uh. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna take a little break from, but we might have from a Jason guest? to uh, yeah. Uh, yeah cleanser palate palettes uh, get some get some. We might uh, have a guest who's just as good as Bootsy. Maybe mm, not as good, but <laughs> it, a guest nonetheless. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it and coming out reinvigorated to do the the final stretch of these goddamn movies. You're not loving them. Um. I love that we're watching them. Mm. Would I would I say that I loved this one? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah it's it's been a trek. It's, <sighs> I'm really excited for the uh, the wrap up. I think it'll be a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough. We're gonna have to think of a lot about these dumb goddamn movies. I'm gonna fall asleep during the wrap up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That wouldn't be very good radio. Just be we could all just fall asleep and just have it be a sleep playlist. <laughs> People hear us hey, gently slashers. snoring. We're going to go to bed. <laughs> good night. And speaking of, I think it's a good time to wrap up for today. Yeah, I, I don't Let's have anything left to say on this movie. So, um... Good night. Good night, slashers. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Or bite your little penises. I'm Sloan. And Aaron. And your stepmom. I'm no one. We're going off the rails. (laughs) 